Does anyone else want us to start this show? Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Wasn't talking to you, Bob. <laughs> this isn't online. You don't get to comment here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> to be fair, you did ask a question. It's a joke. <laughs> you should expect a response. Hypotheticals. It's harsh. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists we got a ring. to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience you guys. in a show called Stab! Oh my god. Stab. It's like a hard rock show in the 90s. So many people here trying to grab the mic from me and scream into it. Uh, welcome to Stab here at uh, Stab Theater. 1710 Broadway, uh, Sacramento, California. 95818. Send us a, a gift. Send us all gifts. Uh, you want to meet your contestants? All right. Cristiana Dominguez right there. Yeah. Jack built that wall brown. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Alyssa Cowan. Hello. Yeah. I don't have a nickname for the ladies. I'm sorry. Jesse. <laughs> no nicknames for the guy. <laughs> the ladies only get 70% of the yeah. name. <laughs> Jesse the guy Jones. Oh. He's a guy. I'm John Morris Ross the Fourth. <laughs> the Fourth. Let's play stab. Let's play stab. Let's play it. Let's play it right now. Wow! Now. Okay, we're having fun. Okay. This first segment called Reorganization. Uh, please take the following act. Wait, wait, I'm supposed to meet you guys. I mean, you can. Christiana, what's up? Hey. <laughs> hey, girl, you getting ready to go to England or what? I am. Oh, oh my God, we talked before. I have my legal prescription medication to enable me to fly. Ambien. Because I don't like it. Right, Ambien, you said? Ambien, a little Ativan for the way back because you gotta, you got to see. So I don't like flying, but I'm also really practical. So I get the right kind of medications to manage jet lag also. Right. Mm. So you sleep on the way there. You want to stay away on the way back, but like be chill. Right. Because I have no chill on the airplane. I'm that girl who's just, just crying. Just sitting there. <laughs> just tears running down her face. That's good. And you're like, did someone die? Where's she going? No. No, she just can't handle her shit. That's all. For Ambien for when you hate flying, but like racist tweets. That's <laughs> like you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is there. I said that joke one. earlier. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jack Brown. Yeah, what up, what up? You going to England, boy? No. <laughs> I'd like to put some beans on that toast. Beans. Yeah. Squats. <laughs> I, uh, I'm enjoying your outfit choice this evening. And I hope the listeners at home are too. <laughs> That's right. We're, we're going we're gonna to take a picture. Just, or just, all right, listeners at home, just imagine you're being attacked by a bottle of rum. And that will be... <laughs> That will, and a parrot also. A parrot <laughs> and a bottle of rum. Hey, parrot heads out there. Let's go. <laughs> I'd make Margaret. a rumper joke, but it's too sad. A rumper? Do you call them rumpers? 
That's pretty funny. No, it's like a rum rumper. Rumper is pretty funny. Rum, rum, rum and rumper. Yeah. Rump and rummer? Rum. <laughs> I like that a lot. What a romp your rumper. <laughs> what? I don't know what's going on. All right. <laughs> Alyssa Cowan. What's up? How are you? Pretty dandy. You do a podcast called Letter Talk? I do. Uh, how'd I know Check that? Check it out. How'd I know Friends. that? You knew it, because it's, it's going to be here every month. That's, That's right. That's Comedy Theater. Oh, that's true. That's right. The third Saturday is at 7. I hope you woke up early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 7's early, I guess. I don't know. I might be drunk by then. Well, I'm glad I knew about it. I'm glad I knew about it. Me too. My name is John Ross. I'm a psychic comedian, and I know what you're thinking. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Jesse Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Put hey. that one on Twitter. huh? <laughs> It got just as much of a response. It did. <laughs> <laughs> it did. I think more people heard it. <laughs> Acknowledged it yeah. at this point. Jesse, um, so yeah. you've, you're getting ready for uh, the big trip to Bur- Burning Man? Yeah. Burning Man? Yeah. Pretty soon? Five weeks. Yeah. He's going to be leaving yeah. us here all alone. Yeah. So three weeks in a row, we're not going to have episodes we're recorded, gonna ha- probably. We're, we're going <laughs> to... Are we? Okay. We'll see. All right. We'll see. <laughs> Just based on last year's performance. Yeah, well, hey. <laughs> I'll set you up nice and good. I was going through a divorce, okay? <laughs> when are you not going through a divorce? <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's either a divorce or another kid. It's, yeah, you just stagger it's them just a lot. every other year. It's, it's so many. <laughs> hey, yeah, sorry for following after, uh, you know, what biology tells me to do, <laughs> you know, and everyone else before me in creation. But, you know, whatever. I My know. My instincts you know, are hey. saying get divorced. <laughs> It's primal, babe. <laughs> Did you guys catch that fertile brag? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I fertile brag. Don't fertile be, brag. Don't be sorry about being fertile, but be sorry about bragging. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to throw it all away soon. Uh, oh, that's, that sounded like a cry for help. No, Kaiser. <laughs> Kaiser's going to uh, oh. defertilize me. Oh. Make oh, me damn. less fertile. <laughs> unfertile brag. Yep. Unfertile brag. Spray some DDT up on him now. I got. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put some. Uh, what was that? The Miracle Grow. Then I'll do it. All right, guys. <laughs> Let's play stab. Yeah, on, on that note. <laughs> it's the first segment called Reorganization. I went into it earlier. <laughs> Uh, please take the following acronym and reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it represent? Uh, being that July is International Massage Week, <laughs> today's acronym is RUBIT. R-U-B-I-T. What does RUBIT mean to you, Christiana? <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to kind of draw on some um, like college. We did a lot of like leadership management classes in college. And so rub it is actually this like business school mnemonic for remembering the five essential tasks of mid to upper corporate management. All right. (laughs) Recognize, undermine, belittle, intimidate, and terminate. (laughs) So step, let me, I'll break it down for you, right? Step, this, this is worth like credits. Like this is a valuable education. So take notes. Step one, recognize your employees' failings. Make sure they know that you know what they failed to do last summer. Step two, undermine their confidence by bringing up that one typo and that one PowerPoint slide at next year's annual review. Not this year's, next year's. Okay. Step three, belittle. Don't confine your criticism to one-on-one meetings. 
Make sure to correct employee behavior in front of other subordinates. <laughs> Why not let one man's failings be a lesson to them all? <laughs> right. That's efficiency. Right. 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 Step four, intimidate. Sure, it's possible that an employee might have an idea to save the company money, yield a better product, or <laughs> improve morale. <laughs> but why rock the boat? Make sure they see your open door not as an invitation to share ideas, but as an acknowledgement that you, the all-seeing eye, is on to them. <laughs> Step five. Every so often, terminate someone to keep the rest of the troops guessing about how much time they have left. Oh. A little fear never hurt a workplace. <laughs> so remember, when you're preparing to lead, just get ready to rub it in their subordinate little faces. <laughs> Very good, Christiana. That's great. Jack, uh, rub it. Oh, good prince, thank you for trusting me as your advisor. I, Shackleton, shall not lead you astray. I shan't let you down. Now, I know being heir to the throne is already a lofty position, but you and I both know that you aren't satisfied. We both have the same goal. I propose we use my rubbit system in order to achieve that goal. Yes, I know you're quite skilled with the acronyms, my lord. The commoners sing of it. The acronym Prince, yes, I've heard it said. <laughs> Me, oh my, yes. Okay, so the plan starts with an R. Regicide. Yes, the plan... <laughs> The plan comes in rather hot, my lord. <laughs> you must kill your father, the king. He is standing in the way of your ultimate goal and must be eliminated. We both know what you need, and that doddering fool cannot be trusted to die on his own. We must make it so. Mayhaps with a large knife, yes, like a sword, but not quite. <laughs> Say that you want to meet with him about a personal matter relating to your future rule and then slit his throat as he tries to give you helpful advice. Yes, he shall bleed like a stuck pig. R. <laughs> you is for usurp. You must take the throne by force. You cannot let your mother rule as queen regent. Yes, you must turn on both your mother and father to get what you want. Yes, it will be painful, yes. But you must kill the boy that you were in order to become the man you were destined to be. And also kill both your parents. Enter your mother's chambers the same night that you kill your father. Pretend to be him and then smother her with a pillow until the last kick of life has left her body and then slit her throat. How else can you reach your ultimate goal? You. <laughs> B, B is for betrayal. After your parents have been slain by your hands, your siblings may want to avenge them. <laughs> that is a risk that we cannot abide. You must betray your entire family. Yes, even the youngest Moira. <laughs> Bring them into your chambers, offering to console them after the unexpected deaths of your late parents. Then feed them your mother's famous barley broth a meal that would make them sentimental and nostalgic for a time when she was around, but laced the broth with arsenic and then slit their throats. It must be done in service of your ultimate goal. B, I is for incinerate. Call all your father's counsel into the great hall to confer on how to best proceed with the kingdom, then lock the door and burn the entire building to the ground. Listen to their screams of agony safely from the outside. When they have been reduced to ash, sift through the wreckage and slash it where their heads were in order to slit their throats. <laughs> it's the only way to be sure, really. Power has been consolidated in you. I, so much blood has been spilled to put you where you are now. Innocent men and women, family, children have been killed for this. But now you are the king and you are ready to achieve your ultimate goal. The end of the rubbit system. <laughs> T is for taters. 
<laughs> now you can have as many taters as you want. <laughs> and you can have them any way you want. When you're king, no one can stop you. Yes, it was all worth it for these taters. You can boil them, mash them, put them in a stew, peel the taters, eat a raw tater, carve a face on a tater, I'll gratin tater, suck on a tater, suck on two taters, <laughs> sleep next to a tater, ask the tater with a carved face and do it onto a date, marry that same tater, have a tater queen. Have, have the best sex of your life with a tater. Suck on as many taters as your little mouth can hold. It was all worth it. Yes. Rub it. Now slit my throat. That's my kink. <laughs> Very good, Jack. Very good. Very good. Only two people to hear to hear that. That's good. <laughs> all right. Alyssa Cowan, uh, what does rub it mean to you? Uh, hey, y'all. <laughs> It's your massage therapist here. You remember me. I'm a very large buff woman named Irma. <laughs> you picked me because I'm hella swole. Also, your golfing buddy Rod told you that I work on all his sports injuries that he talks about even though he hasn't played high school football in 30 years. <laughs> I'm here to confront you about the Yelp review you left. <laughs> you said that your massage just didn't feel right. It didn't address the issue you were having with your calves. I wanted to reach out to you personally because the reasons for your discomfort were due to rub it. <laughs> R-U-B-I-T. Really uncomfortable butt in trousers. <laughs> Dog, if I'm for real gonna do my job, you gotta man up and take your pants off next time. <laughs> Of course it's gonna be an uncomfortable massage. Even the strongest massage therapist will have a hard time pushing through the starchy Kevlar-like hardness of a fresh pair of Dockers. <laughs> Next time, just take your pants off. Also, sorry about all the lotion I got on your pants. <laughs> I will take responsibility for that much. <laughs> Very good. Alyssa Cowan, rub it. Jesse Jones, yeah. what does rub it mean to you? I'm I'm sorry. Um, this is really difficult for me. Um, uh, I just uh, tasting back to a really dark place. Um, I rub it was a sort of like a control phrase used by an ex of mine, and yeah, I I can't like watch. Movies with genies. <laughs> and all the meat I cook is bland and flavorless. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't watch the Greek basketball league because of Augustine Rubit. <laughs> you know I love the Greek basketball league too. It was just nothing I ever thought or said was ever good enough you know anytime I tried to share an idea with her she'd always rub it like hey how about we go to the movies tonight and she'd just say right um but instead though <laughs> how about we don't like everything I ever said Everything I ever suggested, no matter what, right? Um, but instead, though, right? Um, but instead, though, I thought I was crazy. <laughs> I started to wonder if I could ever trust any thought I ever had again. How did I make it on my own before I met her? I'm so lucky I survived this long. Help me. Hold me. 
<laughs> Protect me from my own stupid, stupid ideas. <laughs> Eventually, I found my way out, if only by accident. I told her that she was my world, that she meant everything to me, and I thought we should get married. And she said, right, um, but, in, but instead, though, I'm dumping you. <laughs> I don't remember most of the next eight months. Uh, I think I lived in a tree for a while. I convinced myself that in times of great stress, I could turn myself into a barn owl. I got really big into frozen yogurt by the ounce again. I thought I'd left that behind me in 2013. But it was just a judgment-free space. Where, where there truly were no wrong answers that I just needed again. <laughs> Very good. That was Rabbit. That brings us to our next segment. Thanks for the claps. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, our next segment is called Top 5 Google Searches Of. Uh, please have composed the top five Google searches from the perspective of the following. Uh, since we're pretty much halfway to Christmas... Uh, let's hear the top five Google searches from Jesus Christ. If Jesus Christ could uh, search Google, what would he search? We'll do one at a time, and we'll go through. Christiana, start us off with the first. Splinter removal. (laughs) 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 I like the way that was delivered, too. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Top ten bars to get water in Nazareth. <laughs> Very good. Melissa? What would Jesus look like with a handlebar mustache, comma, cool question mark? <laughs> so. Jesse. 2019 tour dates, comma, creed. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Christiana? Justin Bieber Christmas album. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> If mom virgin, how babby made. <laughs> how babby made. <laughs> uh, when am I coming back? <laughs> Second search. What do you mean, none? <laughs> First search, 29 tour dates, Creed. There we go. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was going like, N-U-N, are we okay? (laughs) All right, Christiana? Michael Buble, Christmas album. (laughs) Mary Magdalene, feet pics, XXX. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to wash them? Cool sandals for 30 to (laughs) (laughs) 33-year-olds. Very good. Creed tour dates 2020. <laughs> <laughs> We're on our fourth pass, I believe. Christiana? Birkenstocks coupon code. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Jack? Best recipes for leftover loaves and fishes. Oh, geez, I got too many. Dang, I should stop typing. Ha-ha. <laughs> I'm gone off that frankincense and myrrh. Yeah, bish. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Father's Day, what to get him the man who can create everything. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Jesse? Uh, search for. Are you fucking serious? None? <laughs> They're on hiatus, man. Taking a break. And uh, let's make our final pass. Go ahead, Christiana. Best Mexican in Tel Aviv. (laughs) (laughs) Check. Release date, new season of Rizzoli and Isles. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pinterest, how to make an outfit out of Brooklyn and sheets. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Jesse Jones, bring us home with uh, fifth Google search. Uh, WebMD, <laughs> chronic pains in palms and ribs. <laughs> <laughs> that was the top five blasphemous Google searches <laughs> done by Jesus. Uh, why not his feet also? I, I thought about that. Okay. It just would have been too long. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that brings us to our third of five segments. We're almost halfway done with the show. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Christiana, uh, on this date, 1862, the Medal of Honor is authorized by the United States Congress. Uh, also on this very date, 1992, Axel Rose is arrested on riot charges in St. Louis. Uh, how did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? You all right? Is it a ghost? Is it a ghost? Is it a ghost? So I don't want to like, I don't want to bring it down. I don't want to bring the vibe down, but I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm surprised you're asking me this because I think we've talked about this before that I've been working really hard since 2002 to get Congress to authorize the Congressional Medal of Honor <laughs> just to recognize the contributions of artists like Mr. Axl Rose. Hmm. So, and I mean, the riot stuff is like, it's brought up all the time as an argument against it and I get it, but like only 65 people were hurt and 13 arrested, so, you know. And just because, look, so here's what happened. Like, Axel took his own life in his hands by jumping into the Saddle Tramps Motorcycle Club seating area. That's a true fact. Look it up. Because he saw someone engage in unauthorized flash photography. Which is like the menace of museums and amusement park rides, zoos, strobe effect laden rock concerts all over the world. So he's like, he's a goddamn American hero, okay? (laughs) I mean, what's an artist supposed to do? Just stand there while someone takes flash pictures, which could put the ocular health of everyone at the venue, everyone, okay? Everyone at risk. No, no, Mr. Rose should be Sir Mr. Rose, really. (laughs) Kept everybody safe. He tried to. Again, I mean, 65 people out of like what? Like a like way more. <laughs> anyway, so yep. Um, today is the day I set aside just a few hours to call my representatives to talk with them about the Medal of Honor because <laughs> it's time, America. I agree with you. Very good. Very good. You saw that documentary too with the guy. <laughs> The flash photography. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jack Brown. How's it going? Hey. Thanks for checking in. Yep. Just making sure. <laughs> just, how, you do- how you doing? I'm just making sure. <laughs> okay. How you doing? I'm, I'm all right. Cool. Answer it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want me to. All right. 
I have answers. <laughs> Jack, on this date, 1543, King Henry VIII of England marries his sixth and last wife, Catherine Parr, at Hampton Court Palace. Uh, also on this very date, 1985, doctors discover a cancerous growth in President Reagan's colon. Um, so how did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Reagan! <laughs> this day cannot be celebrated in Sacramento, so I get in my car and I head to Fairfield. Beep, beep. <laughs> Fairfield is a city in California where Ronald Reagan was the governor. I head to the Jelly Belly factory. Ronald Reagan's favorite candy was Jelly Belly jelly beans, and they developed a white coconut bean so he could have red, white, and blue beans for foreign dignitaries in the Oval Office. Before that, they didn't have a white bean. In the factory, there's a painting of Ronald Reagan made entirely out of beans. <laughs> what better way is there to celebrate Reagan than by doing what he would do? So I take the tour where the tour guide tells me to stay with them at all times, but I learned from Reagan that sometimes it's okay to do what you want to do if it feels right. Just... <laughs> Just like Iran-Contra, an open-and-shut impeachment-level trade of arms for hostages that he lied to the American people about, but he felt in his heart was okay, even after it was exposed, people still love Reagan and hold him up as some moral pillar. And boy, howdy, I do too. Reagan! <laughs> as I amble about the factory, I come to the factory floor where the beans are being born. And yes, they're born, not made. <laughs> the machines where they're born are cylinders, the motion of which gives the beans their shiny finish. There's a lot of signage about safety, but I disregard that and move closer to the machines. <laughs> After all, Reagan didn't let hundreds of years' worth of economic policy affect his Reaganomics plan. Sure, supply-side economics only lead to the rich getting richer and arguably the most damaging policy of the past 50 years, but it's Reagan Day, baby! <laughs> and for some reason, people think he's a bipartisan luminary, and God, so do I, too. <laughs> I use three-in-one shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and my personality is like Marvel movies, so it sounds good to me. Reagan! <laughs> One of the workers is now yelling at me to not get so close to the machine. No way! He's also yelling at me to stop tucking my shirt under my chin like I'm a child at a urinal. Fat chance! <laughs> I want my belly button to touch the machine, to have that close connection between the creation of the bean and its eventual home. <laughs> I, of course, ignore this worker's direction like Reagan ignored the burgeoning AIDS crisis causing thousands of American citizens to die due to his own hatred or more charitably his own incompetence. But hey, he gets brought up by everyone all the time as a great guy and I'm a fucking shooby-ass dummy. Reagan! I get too close to the machine. I find myself stuck between the machine and the wall, my leg getting dragged under the rotating cylinder as the aforementioned worker shouts out for help. The pain causes me to black out but I come back to consciousness as my tibia snaps with a sound I'll never forget. <laughs> my mouth is open, but I can produce no sound. In this moment of agony, potentially my last on this earth, I am struck with a thought, maybe Reagan's bad? <laughs> I remember all the ways I celebrated him. Iran-Contra, Reaganomics, AIDS, and my question has become a statement. Reagan is bad. <laughs> my kneecap explodes under the weight of the machine. The machine will not stop. It continues to obliterate my leg, annihilating it muscle by muscle, <laughs> bone by bone, cell by cell. It is uncompromising. It demands more. <laughs> As I become one with the machine, I begin to demand more for myself. Am I any different than Reagan? Both of our small brains love jelly belly jelly beans, and I realize that I have a kinship with this horrid man. Everyone knows it's bad to shovel beans in your mouth all goddamn day, and they're expensive, like prohibitively expensive compared to other candy. <laughs> But we still do it. Like the machine, he and I cannot stop. We plug, we shovel this pure sugar into our mouths day after day, addicted to the small bump of serotonin we get each time. Childish, buffoonish, 
children. I look at my own life. I benefit from being a white heteronormative man who went to a private school in this, high, in this patriarchy. Ideally, I would love to be an actor with enough fame to be controlled by shadowy figures and implementing ghoulish policies to benefit the rich and spite the poor. I would do it all, all of it and more, to fill the gaping maw where my soul should be. I'd, I'd do anything for beans and fame. As I see my foot come back around on top of the cylindrical machine, offering a grin confirmation that my leg has been completely severed. I realize that I don't just hate Reagan, I also hate myself. I am worthless and I am at peace. Everything ends. No, not my life, but the machine does stop spinning. I remain alive, the adrenaline fading, fading away as I come to grips with my new reality. Too dumb to live, too stupid to die. A bean rolls out of the machine. It has been mixed not just with sugar, but also with my blood. The worker who saved my life tries again to save me from eating this bean, but I have no choice. This bean is me and I am the bean. <laughs> I eat it, and it tastes unlike anything I've ever had before. A new flavor, what shall I call it? Does it symbolize my realization about myself? Hope for the future, a denunciation of Reagan? No, it tastes too good for any of those options. I call it Catherine Parr's Pussy, the final <laughs> wife of King Henry VIII, because that shit hit different, right? <laughs> That dude was killing every damn wife he had until he got that bomb pussy. That shit must hit different. Right, guys? A smile faintly crosses my lips as I pass out from bud loss. I'm glad I lost a leg, and I'm glad Reagan dead. Peace, beans. <laughs> Very good, Jack. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Alyssa. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> On this date, 1973, a fire destroys the entire sixth floor of the National Personnel Records Center of the United States. Uh, also on this very date, 1997, American mixed martial artist and wrestler Brock Lesnar was born. Uh, how'd you celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Uh, I mean, honestly, it's easy for me to connect these events because uh, mm. both... Both had major implications for America in the future, and they're both American tragedies. <laughs> Generally on this day, uh, when I celebrate, I'll pull out my box of files that I've kept on the conspiracy. Yeah, that's right, the conspiracy, guys. Uh, I've had a lot of thoughts on the National Personnel Records fire, and I personally believe it was an inside job. <laughs> Meaning that the fire occurred inside a building, <laughs> which is scientifically one of the worst places to have a fire. <laughs> I have a document in my celebration box. I put celebration in quotes because, you know, it's easy to celebrate the truth. <laughs> This document says that Brock Lesnar joined the National Guard because he wanted to work with explosives, but then he got a desk job because they found out he was colorblind. So in a fit of rage at not being able to truly perceive the majesty of the entire rainbow, he became a homophobe. <laughs> he, I didn't make that part up. He, <laughs> you can Google it. Not a good guy. But he also built a time machine to go blow up the National Personnel Records Center to truly get back at the military for telling him that he'll never fully enjoy a Care Bears or Rainbow Bright episode. <laughs> Remember, he has a time machine so he can go forward into the 80s when those, <laughs> when those cartoons are a thing and then go back to the 70s and be born and then go back earlier to the 70s to, to fuck up this building. Um, <laughs> 
He, and fun fact, I guess this is, no, it's not fun. Um, <laughs> he meant to cause an explosion in the National Personnel Records Center, but he never learned how to actually use them because the National Guard wouldn't let him. <laughs> so he started a fire instead. Like any other solemn holiday, I spend this day reflecting about, about patriotism, about America, about the military, about how colorblindness works, and still not clear about that, <laughs> and what it means to be a Jimmy John's chugging dickhead part-time pro wrestler. <laughs> like, I don't have to celebrate these days apart from each other because they're already connected. You guys, check out my Conspiracy Theories YouTube page. Remember to like and subscribe. I got all the info you need. <laughs> Very good, Alyssa. We learned so much about Brock Lesnar. <laughs> he sucks. He does suck. <laughs> Hate him. <laughs> Hope you're listening, bitch. Yeah, yeah. bitch. Oh. Fuck you, you Brock. Ruined wrestling. <laughs> That's what we don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically. Also, you don't like gay people, but <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> yeah, man, I got thoughts. Come to my YouTube page to chat <laughs> about wrestling. <laughs> Jesse Jones. On this date, 2012, a tank truck, a tank truck explosion kills more than 100 people in Okobie, Nigeria. Uh, also on this very date, 1859, William Goodale patents the first paper bag manufacturing machine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How'd you celebrate the aforementioned events? All mixed up. I made a killer tank top made out of old paper bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be stupid too. But pretty soon, I started to totally love my new look. Anytime I really wanted to add emphasis to something, I could just totally Hulk Hogan my paper bag tank top and really make a statement, you know? I mean, I thought I was getting a lot of looks before rolling in in my crinkly boxy brown tank top to the traffic court appearance that I was going to this afternoon. But then, <laughs> when I tore that bad boy off with a ferocious roar, they really knew I meant business about that failure to, to yield citation. I was all up in there to contest for reals. <laughs> then I thought, man, everybody should feel this stylish and powerful. And then I thought again after that thought, but what I do with this thought? It was a question thought. <laughs> then I immediately answered my own question thought with an answer thought. <laughs> I can start my own paper bag tank top clothing line. Nobody's done it. That's heck of stupid that nobody's done it already. So I had to do it. And honor those poor people who lost their lives in the explosion that sparked half of my heck of good idea. <laughs> I decided to name my paper bag tank top line, okay boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's an anagram of Okobi, uh, but just like barely. I just switched the second <laughs> O and the first B. It was heck of easy. I was blown away by how nobody had thought of that before and how smart I was figuring out I was all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> then to celebrate my new paper bag tank top clothing line, I decided to slam back a heck of cold brew. I didn't look at what was in the fridge. I just grabbed the first Frosty my heck of smart hand snatched, <laughs> bit off the bottle cap, and took it to the dome. <laughs> it, was, it was gross. I hated it, and I love brews. So hating a brew is like the exact opposite of what I love. <laughs> and you know, with my brain all sprung up on heck of solid idea vibes, I thought, man, ale should be good. 
And then I just hardened my pants when I remembered the paperback guy's name was Good Ale. <laughs> and all of a sudden I said, I had my second heck of good idea of the day. I was going to make a Good Ale and call it Good Ale. And it would sell itself. How come nobody ever thought I <laughs> How come nobody already had a Good Ale good idea as heck of good as this one already? <laughs> Where have I been all my life, you know? <laughs> anyway, I think I'm basically a venture capitalist now. <laughs> like I crap like seven heck of good ideas a day before breakfast and yeah I do intermittent fasting so my breakfasts are kind of heck of late in the day but still I'm probably going to cure herpes someday <laughs> just because for so, some reason nobody's ever even thought of that yet <laughs> so I guess I should alright laters <laughs> very good that was this was today once very good I feel like, Jack, do you own a paperback tank top? I feel like you're in your closet. I, I swear to God, I made a note on my phone right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea to have like a pre-cut thing to hold Kogan out on someone. It'd be a really funny thing to do. <laughs> I feel like I need to report on microaggression because Jesse wrote that story in my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm concerned now. <laughs> I apologize. You're welcome. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Accept it. Is uh is Laura still here? Is Laura? Hey, would you bring me a water, please? I'm sorry. I don't mean to nicely ask for something. And while you're bringing him, oh, me too. A water. Ask a woman anything. Could you bring my? Thank you. My, I was trying to get you before you came in. My water bottles on, the, on the podium. Could you? <laughs> Anybody? Everybody else's. Yo, Anybody is that refreshing? <laughs> you like that water, you bitch? <laughs> <laughs> squad, squad got you. Squad. <laughs> We've turned. Yeah, y'all, y'all, got, y'all got fucked by the squad, my man. Water drinking ass Hello, bitch. sharks. Does your squad <laughs> get thirsty? We've invented <laughs> squatter. <laughs> H2S, bitch. Uh, H2O. H2 ho. H2 ass ho. You right. <laughs> All right, fuckers. That was, I'm sorry, that was... No, for. we deserved it. <clears throat> we were bad. Sorry, sir. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, More prompts, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Segment four. Uh, this one's called Vows to an Asshole. Uh, oh, bless your hearts. You're all entering into the wonderful world of marriage today. Welcome. Unfortunately, you're all marrying a bunch of assholes. Let's hear those vows. Uh, Christiana, you're marrying a person who loves their cat more than you. <laughs> More than they love you. <coughs> Dearest Felicity, I've been looking forward to this day for <coughs> several years now. Nope. No buttons off the counter! <laughs> I'm so grateful to stand here before... Buttons, not the ottoman. Stop it. I'm going to have you declaw. <laughs> before our friends and family and our cat. Mm. Shout our love from the... 
rooftops. I'm so glad that you talked us into a home wedding. <laughs> that our, all of our few family could be comfortable here. I don't even mind being sprinkled with litter instead of rice. <laughs> As we walk the long journey from the dining room to the living room. Nope, I don't. <laughs> uh, but I vow to always ensure that you and Buttons <laughs> wake to a fresh bouquet. Is she spraying? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, I'm going to get the can. But get the spray. <laughs> don't. <sighs> a fresh bouquet of catnip each morning. And to give you, I'm no, I'm, to give buttons a few <laughs> pounds each night before bed. I, ex- <laughs> I accept you and buttons, buttons fleas, till death or frontline application <laughs> do us part. Good, Christiana. Dominguez. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Jack, you're marrying that person who has no regard uh, for buffet sneeze guards. <laughs> Could be me. I love you so much, and I will always love you. I never thought I would love again since my last husband died. I was resigned to spending the rest of my life alone, mourning that lost love. I couldn't allow myself to be hurt again, so I put up defenses. But then you came along and you found a way into my heart. You had no regard for my defenses, just like you have no regard for buffet sneeze guards. (laughs) I fell in love with your sense of humor. You made me laugh and laugh when you did that bit with the sneeze guards where you just ram your hands into them and then quizzically look around. (laughs) But then I got worried when it kept happening. I thought maybe you had like a rare disease where you had like a bird brain. Like didn't know the glass was there, but you opened sliding doors and windows just fine. It just seemed like you didn't understand buffet sneeze guards. After six months together, I realized that you do know what buffet sneeze guards are. You just have no regard for them. (laughs) And then I fell in love with your power. Your lack of regard drove me wild. The passion and the fury. Wow, I'm turned on my wedding. Didn't think that would happen again. (laughs) I love traveling. I love traveling with you, and it's so nice to have a partner who doesn't just ask me where I want to eat tonight. You just decide. Take me to such hole-in-the-wall places with buffet sneeze guards that you just punch until they shatter. (laughs) I think that might be the only filter on your Yelp, whether or not a place has a buffet sneeze guard. You just show absolutely no regard for buffet sneeze guards. We began traveling more and to more and more exotic places as you were banned from all restaurants close to us. I'll never forget when we were in the deep south, in the middle of nowhere, out on the bayou, and that man aimed his gun at you and said, regard my buffet sneeze guard, or I'll shoot you where you stand. And you whispered back, no. And then his gun misfired as you coolly walked towards him, smirking the whole time like Providence itself had made you invincible just to perform this task. You beat his ass and then showed no regard for his buffet sneeze guard. (laughs) The way you carried yourself like you were the hand of God and not of this world was so romantic. But the most romantic thing was how you proposed to me. We went out to the industrial part of town to a restaurant supply warehouse where you had 10 buffet sneeze guards set up with a ring behind them. (laughs) 
You then proceeded to show no regard for the buffet's knees guards and punched them until they broke, one by one. It took a long time, and I wasn't surprised by the proposal because buffet's knees guards are transparent. I saw the ring the whole time. I said yes before you even started, but you persisted to show no regard for those buffet's knees guards. I remember begging you to stop after four, but you plowed ahead. I love that determination. I love that you have no regard for buffet's knees guards. And I love you, Bessie Bones. Oh, Bessie Bones. I can't wait. To go from being Debbie Quakes to Debbie Bones. <laughs> this is a celebration, y'all. We got good food in the back with no sneeze guards. I need this guy's hand safe for the honeymoon. Oh, stop, Aunt Gladys, just to hold hands. <laughs> Anyways, my late husband, <laughs> I mentioned before, was Master Chief from Halo. I do. <laughs> Very... Very good, Jack. <laughs> Alyssa, uh, you're marrying a person who wants to take all the monetary gifts from the wedding and buy a pair of Yeezys for themselves. <laughs> for themselves. Yep. And. <coughs> wow. Nobody said we'd make it this far. <laughs> Yet here we are. I'm so excited to spend the next five or so years with you <laughs> until we renegotiate this contract and likely both ask to be released from each other. <laughs> I'm not mad at you that you want to use the money to buy Yeezys. Honestly, I didn't even know what Yeezys were. Uh, a podcast man told me about them and I had to Google it. That was my first introduction. But I don't have anything against Yeezys. This is America. And I can't bottle your insatiable consumerist needs. If I wanted to marry someone non-materialistic, I probably would have considered looking for a mate in a different country. And not hanging out outside of a journeys. <laughs> Holding a Dippin' Dots cup. And shouting, who wants to cream with me? <laughs> Yet I did. And that's how I found you. But I will tell you, my love, that I'm not mad at you that you want to use all $1,600 of our monetary gifts on Yeezys. What I'm mad about is instead of using $1,600 to buy a nice $1,600 pair, you instead bought five shitty pairs that cost around $300. <laughs> but nobody is perfect. And let's be real, I'd rather die with you in a coffin made of cheap Yeezys <laughs> than die all by myself. Amen. <laughs> Very good, Alyssa. Very good. Very good. Nope, nope, you can't leave. You can't leave. <laughs> Potty break. Jesse Jones I'll speaks be loud. loud so she can hear it. I'll be loud. Jesse Jones, yep. uh, you're marrying a person who trims their toenails in your car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I never knew I could find a love like this. But then I never imagined that I would ever find someone quite like you. Your courage. Your complete disregard for any and all social contracts. And your confidence. The 
kind of confidence usually reserved exclusively for charismatic sociopaths <laughs> has been a frightening and beautiful breath of fresh air. All my life I've prevented myself from truly living as free as I could, bound by pointless, unenforceable laws of general <laughs> civility and accepted interpersonal conduct expectations. <laughs> but with one snip from the passenger seat and one confused, aghast glance from behind the wheel, my life was changed forever. Every day you find new ways to surprise me, like that time you kicked that blind guy's cane and scoffed, nice eyes, stupid. <laughs> the rush of that weird combination of shame and power was like nothing I'd ever felt before. I just quickly and sheepishly flipped him off, but it was a similar feel. And I knew I could never go back. And thank you all for being here tonight. Uh, all of what pass for our closest friends. We wanted to let you know before the toast that in one out of every five glasses of champagne coming out, my beloved and I added just like a half an eyedropper full of a mixture of both of our piss. <laughs> you wouldn't have known it if we didn't tell you. But we thought it would be funnier to tell you. <laughs> and then watch you still have to drink after the toast. Because everybody that doesn't drink gets a bill for their portion of the wedding. Because fuck you guys. And fuck you, my beloved. Fuck you to the fucking moon and back. You absolute disgusting subhuman monster. <laughs> Very good. That was Val's to an asshole. Let's sit in this for a while. <laughs> okay, sorry. I bailed. All right, that brings us to our final segment of the evening. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, this last segment's called Department of Tourism. Congrats, everyone. You've been hired as the new tourism directors of the following places. Make us want to come visit or live there. Uh, Christiana, the name of your uh, place, city, is called... Oh, that's Biggington. <laughs> oh, that's Biggington. Um, so, I kind of have to confess, I did like an eye typo. Uh-huh. Like my eyes didn't read it right, but we're going with it. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome to Bingington, the town <laughs> where you'll find things in unexpected places. Bing, Microsoft's model town, <laughs> is based fully on the Bing platform. It's not a search you thought you'd be on, but here you are in Bingington. In Bingington... We strive to make all your second choices into something you sort of want, maybe. <laughs> Getting around Bingington is easy. Our maps are slightly less detailed and won't integrate with your iPhone or Pixel anyway. <laughs> Come enjoy our world-renowned Betamax Museum, new Coke soda fountain, or take a tour of the Zima bottling plant. <laughs> all of our hotels come with free streaming seasons of Frasier, Angel, Better Call Saul, A Different World, and every NCIS and CSI with a colon in its name. <laughs> so remember, 
When your plans fall through, head on our way. You'll have a good time. <laughs> In Bingington. Maybe. <laughs> Very good, Christiana. Oh, boy. All right, this next one. It's an... I got high halfway through writing the prompts. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Jack, take us to Curly Chris Crossed or Regular Fry Heights. <laughs> Curly Chris Crossed or Regular Fry Heights. Oh, shit. Okay, so just hearing that out loud right now, I made an eye typo. Um, <laughs> welcome to Clippy Heights. It's me, Clippy. I'm from Microsoft, too. <laughs> Deadass, that's better than what I wrote. This is a fucked up prompt. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Curly Crisscross to Regular Fry Heights. Do you want to supersize that? And by that, I mean a house. Okay, then pull up to the next window. And by that, I mean an apartment. Hey, you don't got to be salty to live here, but it helps. <laughs> Around here, we call crisscross fried fries by their normal name, waffle fries. It's what everyone else in the world calls them, so we do it too. We're normal. <laughs> we wish we could change the name of the town, but it's a lot of paperwork, and we, when we touch paper, it gets translucent from the grease. <laughs> because French fries? Hey, you don't got to be ketchup to live here, but it helps. Uh, <laughs> What is curly crisscrossed or regular fry heights? What is this place? Like, what is it? I couldn't really figure it out. <laughs> is it like a town where everyone's a French fry and then like shoestring fries are like prawns in District 9 and ostracized? That's an option, I guess, but I don't think I can do the voice for that long. Um, <laughs> is it a place where everyone asks people which kind of fries are favorite all the time? Seems like the Riddler would do that and he's a bad guy. <laughs> And the answer is clearly regular. There's a reason why it's ubiquitous. It's the best. Anyone who thinks otherwise should have to eat their preferred fry all the time. You like it because it's a fun change of pace and you couldn't live with it. You coward. <laughs> Maybe the hamburglers of the mayor. Stop me if I get to something you like. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I already wrote all of this. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe the hambler, hamburglers of the mayor and Grimace is my mom. <laughs> and I'm trying to make them proud and then making you move to the city. Hey, you don't got to be my mouth to live here, but it helps. <laughs> Do you feel like this is a strong closer? Like having tourism is the last prompt and then asking me about the fucking French fry place. Maybe onion rings are there and they're racist. I killed the Reagan stuff. It wasn't too preachy, so I could probably walk a fine line on this and not offend anyone. <laughs> Honestly, probably open some minds. What's like the listenership like? Like, I know you guys see like the, the demographics and that. It's probably white guys who already think like I do. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> hey, you don't got to be sitting next to a cheeseburger to live here, but it helps, huh? Fun, fun repeatable moment going on with a, hey, you don't got a blank to live here, but it helps. I feel like that's carrying this. Curly crisscross to regular fry heights. Curly crisscross to regular fry heights? <laughs> Curly <laughs> crisscross or regular fry heights. Hey, you don't gotta be from Greece to live here, but it helps. Wait, that one actually got better. That worked on so many levels. Well, two levels, but it's still pretty good. Should probably end with a callback. What got the best response in this show? Hmm, I said the word pussy. Didn't feel very respectful. <laughs> Anyways, imagine a town that's all French fries. Are you laughing yet? You should be. <laughs> Very good, Jack. I feel attacked, but okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, at least you didn't get this one. Alyssa, 
<laughs> what? I love this one. Take us to Five Town. This place is my f- <laughs> fucking five town. vibe. This is my vibe. Welcome to Five Town. <laughs> Slap me five, high or low. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Visit Five Town. It's five out of five where all the hotels are five star and so are you. <laughs> There's an asterisk on the hotels part, though, because we just got, like, one quality in, and we're trying to raise those reviews. <laughs> Fun facts about Five Town. Fast Five was filmed there, and everybody knows that the Fast and the Furious movie got five out of five thumbs up from our town's weekly magazine, The Fievel. <laughs> it's named after Fievel from Fievel Goes West. <laughs> what, what a brave little rodent thing. <laughs> Other fun facts... Uh, five is my sister's Enneagram. I don't know what that means, and I don't have to. She lives here, and it's five stars. All the fires here are five alarm. Destroy all the personnel records you want to. <laughs> Kill it. We also, this is a fun fact, we also negotiated a contract to keep Subway's $5 footlongs $5. But now they're five inches instead. <laughs> But it's fucking tight, right? Because five is so much better, you guys. We listen to great bands here in Five Town. Five Finger Death Punch. Five Seconds of Summer. Fifth Harmony. We actually have five stars who live here, too. Star of stage and screen and known for his work on four seasons of the hit Fox Network public school drama from the year 2000, Boston Public. The celebrity Fivish Finkel, we all remember him, right? Famous celebrity, everyone knows who he is. Adam Levine from Maroon 5 lives here. So does the drummer for the band Five for Fighting. One member of Ben Folds 5 lives here, not the one you'd think, though. Wink, wink. Also, 50 Cent. <laughs> Everyone who lives here is great. Five stars for everyone. The population is 38,540. That's 192,700 stars. We're so accepting of everyone as well. You'll get five stars from us. Even the guy who has five pairs of shitty Yeezys gets five stars. <laughs> he gets five stars for each pair of Yeezys he has. He's got 25 stars, you guys. Welcome to Five Town. You're five stars, baby. <laughs> Very good. Alyssa. Jesse Jones, mm-hmm. uh, take us to the nation of observation. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings and welcome to the nation of observation. <laughs> Where our town motto, we saw you coming, <laughs> can be taken literally and in every conceivable way. (laughs) As you might imagine, security is of the highest import in the nation of observation, which is why we militarized our neighborhood watch. (laughs) (laughs) When everyone is watching, everyone is on their best behavior. Here is your stack of logbooks and a shorthand key for any possible infractions. Please use the key for recording your observations. You're only allotted 28 logbooks a week, and they need to last. <laughs> Before we get too much deeper into this ingestion process, please allow me to answer a few common questions right away. Yes, everything is a camera. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everything is a microphone. 
refrigerator light camera, smoke detector microphone, ceiling fan camera, crisper drawer microphone, (laughs) coffee pot surveillance drone, Google smart home speaker completely empty, a double bluff to keep you on your toes, your dog microphone. Yes, you are being watched at all times. No, there's nothing you can do about it. If you are being at all honest with yourself, you understand that this really isn't any different from where you were previously living. We're just more upfront about it. You're welcome. (laughs) 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 Now, if you'll excuse me, the AI in our facial recognition software tells us that you are either anxious, furious, or sleepy. So we will allow you a few moments alone in this small windowless room to adequately process all this new and exciting information. (laughs) Know, though, that all cameras and microphones in this room will remain on, and that you will not, in any measurable way other than physical proximity, be actually left alone (laughs) from now on, ever again. And so, if it's true that an unexamined life is not worth living... Then prepare to live life to the fullest here (laughs) in the nation of observation. (laughs) All right. That's the end of Stab. Uh, One more time for everyone you saw this evening Christiana Dominguez, Jack Brown, Alyssa Cowan, Jesse Jones. All right. If you want to hear more of uh, our stabs, go to one of our many online outlets, the primary of which being Stab for Gold. Stab, the number four gold.com. Check us out on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Uh, Have a good night, everyone. Good night.